Welcome to episode 25 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, we've got plenty of news coming at you guys. Uh, a lot of stuff from Netflix, as it feels like it's been the last few weeks, but they have dropped quite a few little tidbits of news this week. Um, outside of that, not a whole lot, though. Um, just, I guess, because of Oscar week, uh, not a great week to drop a lot of news. A lot of people focused on the Super Bowl of movies, so makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, outside of that, we've got, um, dating back, we have our Razzie award winners. We'll go through here as well as who won, uh, all the predictions we did on a few podcasts ago, I think two weeks ago. Um, and then we'll have a fighting with our fighting with my family, I should say, uh, review for you guys this week, which we saw. And then at the end of the podcast, instead of a top five, top 10 fantasy draft thing, like we normally do. We'll be doing Oscar predictions for 10 of the major categories. It was kind of hard to pick, but um, there's what, to like leave. 26 categories or whatever. Yeah, I think so. there's like I think there's 24 um, one to narrow it down to 10. I didn't want to be here all day, especially considering we're recording the podcast before the Oscars. But yeah. you folks won't listen to it until after. So, it, yeah, our the timing of everything doesn't isn't great, but we're making do uh i think the best we can we are very excited for it um to watch and see who wins tonight um a lot of close races but uh we'll go over that later on in the pod uh when we get to it um so brian how's your week been going uh it's been a good week we went to movies earlier this week uh just a little bit ago i was in pittsburgh this weekend had a great time there just got back um yeah, no, it's been a good week. The weather's been all over the place. On Wednesday, we got half foot of snow, and then on Friday, it was 50 degrees. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, weather weather in Pennsylvania, man. You just you never know what you're going to get. And now we're going <laughs> to get uh, – we're supposed to get tonight and through tomorrow 60-degree wind gusts. So that's great. Um, Fantastic. I, I love the weather here in it's Pennsylvania. Just great, great February. There, there's nothing like it. I mean, if you don't live <laughs> – if you're listening to this and you don't live in Pennsylvania, man, I sort of you're, you're missing out. I wish it wasn't like this all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bit annoying. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good week. You know, we hit the uh, took another uh, snow day from work uh, because of the ice. Um, and I spent that day watching a lot of movies um, in preparation here um, for the Oscars. Um, and outside of that, not a whole lot. Um, just kind of looking forward to the Oscars tonight and the rest of the week, and we'll now move into the next essential year of of cinema and see what uh, ends up going yeah. next year. We got we got snowed out of going to the movies. That was that was a bummer. That is true. We were also supposed to go see Alita this week. Uh, that ended up not happening because of the snow and ice on Wednesday. So we'll actually have a review for that next week's episode, um, which works because mm-hmm. there wasn't anything we were going to see next week anyway. Um, and then once we hit March here, we're going to start heating up. We're what two weeks away from Captain Marvel. Um, I know I like that, yeah. I did my watch list for March movies, and not all of them are. Um, going to be wide releases, but there were quite a few movies that I ended up putting on my list. Uh, some streaming ones too. So it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, we'll go over a few here, uh, that Netflix is dropping next month. Um, but let's get right into it then. Uh, speaking of Netflix here, 
Punisher and Jessica Jones are officially canceled by Netflix. We all knew this was coming. Um, It was inevitable once they canceled the other three Marvel shows on their platform. Um, Hulu may pick up Netflix's Marvel series once Disney takes over. uh, Considering Disney buying Fox and stuff now will own Hulu. So in a sense, sense they're going to have two streaming platforms. Um, And Season three of Jessica Jones is still going to drop on Netflix at an unannounced date. When they do announce that date, we will bring it to you guys. Um, I still haven't seen second ever second season of the Punisher. Uh, I know Slacking. you said it was good. Um, I just have not had time for TV shows. I'm on this binge. I'm trying to hit 250 to 300 movies watched and logged this year. Um, and that's taking up quite a bit of my free time. That's not already being taken up by just wrestling. A few movies. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just a couple. I mean, uh, no big deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we we knew this was coming. Uh, it was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, I'm sure it'll. These will all, at least most of them, will get picked up by somebody. Uh, whether it's Hulu, whether it's Disney's actual streaming ch- uh, platform. Um, outside of that, yeah. I haven't really read a whole lot about other other places that might try and pick it up but yeah no i mean uh after like after like luke cage and iron fish like oh huh, okay i mean they were good but they weren't great but then it was like after daredevil was canceled you're like oh they're trashing all these it's just in the amount of time yeah i was surprised how how long it took actually to cancel them considering the, last, the second season punisher came out in the middle of january and now it's the end of february and they just canceled them where the other ones were within like a week or two of the last season airing but uh, like you said, we knew it was coming, but it was still, still kind of disappointing. Um, hoping at least like Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones get picked back up either by Hulu or Disney Plus. I mean, those seem to be the two logical places to go. So, yeah, let's hope. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, once once Daredevil got canceled, that's when we knew it was all going. Um, yep. The other two kind of made sense. I don't know. I mean, they don't release streaming numbers and, and how many viewers they have for these, but those are the least two prominent of uh, the shows. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Um, in other Mar- uh, Netflix TV news, uh, Arrested Development Season 5 Part 2 is set to drop on March 15th. This is a pleasant surprise. Um, we knew they were working on it, didn't know really anything else about it. Um but I'm, I'm excited for this. I, I, this is something I'll have to definitely check out once they drop it. Uh, so Didn't if part one come out like forever ago, I think it came out last year. Um, it I, I don't like know exactly last, when, but cause we had, they released season four a few years ago and I think it might've been early last year, maybe the late year before that, that they dropped part one. Obviously all of these actors have, busy schedules um so i'm not surprised it took a while to get get everybody together for it and that's kind of why they broke it into two parts but um regardless i'm i am a little excited to see it it hasn't been as good i don't think since it's gone on netflix Mm -mm. but uh we'll see Uh, we'll see what ends up happening i'm interested to see where the story goes with buster being charged with murder um and all this other stuff I honestly, it's been so long. I forget <laughs> yeah, what happened in part one. I I had to take a quick glance at it. I mean, I honestly did because you're right. It was a while ago. It feels like yeah. I just look. Um, it was May 29th is when part one came out. Yeah, last and year. that is 
I mean, that feels like it wasn't that long ago, but when you ingest as much stuff as we do, TV and movie-wise, it's it's so long ago. It might as well be five years. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll have to watch a recap before. Yeah, for sure. And that's a nice thing Netflix does is give you a little little recap before seasons start. Um, So a few Netflix movies that are going to be dropping here. The Dirt, a Motley Crue biopic, is now coming to Netflix on March 22nd. It is based on a 2001 group memoir, memoir with the same name. Starring Machine Gun Kelly as Tommy Lee, Ewan Rion as Mick Mars, Daniel Weber as Vince Neal, and Douglas Booth as Nikki Six. Um, the only name on here that I recognize is Machine Gun Kelly. Um, he's played in one or two movies I've seen, and, and obviously he's a semi-famous rapper. Um, I'm not a huge Motley Crue fan. Uh, they have maybe like one or two songs that I enjoy. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and lie about it, but... Uh, it's on Netflix and I'll watch it. Uh, apparently it is, uh, a, I don't want to say a heavy movie, but a movie that really, they say only Netflix could have really done, done because of the swearing, the drug use and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, we also got a trailer for the Highwaymen that is set to drop on Netflix on March 29th, the week afterwards. This is a movie sort of about the Bonnie and Clyde uh, story told from the perspective of the lawmen who captured them. It stars Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner in the roles, respective lawman roles. Um, it's also starring Kathy Bates, uh, directed by John Lee Hancock, who has directed The Rookie, Saving Mr. Banks, and The Blind Side, as well as a few other movies. Uh, this is another interesting one. I think I read about it Um few months back it looks pretty good uh go out of your way to check the trailer out um i this is definitely one i'm gonna watch when it comes out um oh yeah yeah i mean solid cast here i'm interested to see you know there's been several bonnie and clyde-esque movies and stuff over the years um so i'm definitely interested to see how they do this from this angle um with the perspective of the lawman. I didn't see anybody cast as Bonnie and Clyde, so I, they don't seem like they're going to be super prominent in the movie. Um, but I could be wrong on that. Don't take my yeah. word for, for rule here. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, just what I noticed. Um, but go, yeah, yeah, definitely check out the trial for this. Looks interesting. You know, I'm, I like Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. So it and it's sounds like a fun Western esque, type of movie so and it's netflix so it's free to watch so well yeah well sort of free to watch uh basically (laughs) um and more netflix news and i didn't realize this was netflix news until actually i actually fully read through uh the article but chris hemsworth is set to play hulk hogan in the up in an upcoming (laughs) biopic on netflix um It'll revolve around Terry Bollea's creation of the Hulk Hogan character, as well as the height of Hulkamania. So it's not going to deal with any of his recent um, racial issues and stuff like that, Um, which is good. I don't, we all know about that stuff. Um, So I understand why that's not going to be in it. Uh, Hogan is going to be an executive producer on it. He will be uh, not necessarily calling shots, but he will have a hand in this. Um, it will be directed by Todd Phillips, who's done a Hangover trilogy, Old School, and the upcoming Joker film with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So, solid director, solid actor. And it's going to be produced by Todd Phillips, Bradley Cooper, who together, I believe, have their own um, 
production company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Sugar, who was a producer on Spotlight, which recently, speaking of the Oscars, won Best Picture a few years back. Uh, Chris Hemsworth will also be a producer and wrestling, noted wrestling icon and former WCW uh, showrunner, essentially, Eric Bischoff. Um, so some very prominent names on board for this. So I, I'm certainly interested in it. I mean, <laughs> I will obviously watch it. I would have watched it whether Hemsworth was in it or not, but now I'm very intrigued. Um, I have mentioned on here multiple times that I'm a big Hemsworth, Hemsworth guy. He plays my favorite Marvel character in Thor. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, he'll definitely have to drop the Australian accent for it, which he has done in several <laughs> other roles. So I think he can yeah. do it. But seeing him as Hulk Hogan is going to be wild. So I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm a... Uh kind of a little different from you i probably wouldn't have watched it if understandable chris hemsworth when chris hemsworth the cast of it i was like oh okay this this could be fun and it's with it being todd phillips directing it oh and it's netflix so i'll most likely watch it yeah um and the last little bit here of netflix news here uh charlie's theron has said this uh Star in a Netflix film, The Old Guard, based on Image Comics, The Old Guard, about a group of mortal mercenaries who must fight to keep their team together when they discover the existence of a new immortal and their extraordinary abilities to are exposed. Uh, Gina Prince-Blaythewood is set to direct. Um, not really anything notable I've noticed from her. But if Charlie Charlize Theron's in it, uh, that's another prominent actor actress that's that's going to be on the netflix brand now um they <laughs> yep. are steaming they're taking i mean they're taking roma and stuff and they're running with it uh so good for them Why not? Uh, i have zero idea anything about the old guard i don't know anything else about it but i felt this was notable <laughs> no because clue. she is a very prominent actress um and we'll see we'll have a little bit more news as more stuff ends up coming out which i'm sure it will oh yeah uh, moving out of the Netflix world, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are set to star in the Black Panthers biop- biopic. Jesus was my homeboy. Um, Kaluuya will. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the title kind of got me too. Kaluuya, I believe, is set to star in the role of Fred Hampton, a famous Black Panther who was, I believe, killed by um, the FBI, I think, or the CIA on a, in a raid. Um, so we'll end up having a little bit more about that as that ends up coming out. Uh, but two very prominent actors for that too. Um, two two actors that are very much on the rise here in Hollywood. Oh yeah. Um, in a bit of, <sighs> I am I'm gonna see it, but in a bit of disappointing <laughs> yeah. and unneeded news, Space Jam Two, which I completely forgot was actually being made. Um, after years and years of, you know. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's a rumor. It's, you know, whatever. I completely forgot it was really happening. Um, Obviously starring LeBron James gets a July 2021 release date. Um, It's very far in the future to, to, you know, two and a quarter years from now. And a half, yeah. But, uh, and I'll see it when it comes out. But this is something that just doesn't need to be made. And I put this on the internet because y'all willed it to be made for years by teasing it and teasing it. And then LeBron finally gave in. Um, so it's going to happen. I mean, that's the reasoning with the LA and stuff and whatever. I I'm, I'm over it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, I do, I do think LA. he's the goat, but I think doing stuff like this is just 
this is unnecessary. Go act in better things. Uh, uh, a rumor is officially squashed. Army Hammer is not going to be the Batman. The only thing I have in my notes for this is that it's a tad disappointing. Because <laughs> I had actually yeah. been talking myself into this for a while now. Um, yeah, I mean, a I, lot I of the it. rumored names and stuff out there, I was just like, I don't want it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Army Hammer, I was I was like, okay, like he's been on the come up for a few years now. He's, you know, he had some bad roles in his past. He's gotten better. Um, and I talk, finally talked myself into it. I was like, okay, I, I could see him as the Batman. I could see him as the Batman and I could see him as Bruce Wayne. Um, mm-hmm. And they're looking for a younger guy. But apparently 32 years old is just too old for them. <laughs> and apparently. <laughs> if, if that's the case, I, I'm sorry. I don't need to see teenage, teenage Batman. I just don't. Um, I don't know. <sighs> it's apparently he like is like just missing the cutoff from what they're looking for. They're looking for someone that are like mid to late 20s for this role. So someone that I think they want to take Batman who's kind of been Batman for a few years, but is still, you know, not peak Batman that everyone but knows. Here's and loves. the thing here. Here's my big question with it. If you were them, how long are you planning on having the Batman character? And first of all, how long do you necessarily plan on having the Batman character in your universe? If you're, if you're Warner oh. brothers, because, um, the way I look at it is you look at everything. I kind of look at to try and help them. I look through, the eyes of Marvel. Their prominent characters all had, even the longest one was Iron Man, and his run's going to last, what, 11 years? 2008 to 2019? Yep. Because um, he probably, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil a movie I haven't seen yet, but probably not going to be lasting much farther. Um, Captain America <laughs> didn't make 11 years. That was a little bit shorter. Uh, who knows? And if Thor's trilogy's done and he he's out of it, you know, that's less too. Um, so um, you're looking at it as like a 10 year lifespan from when the first movie comes out. So 2021 um, army hammer will be what 34. So that means he would end the character at around 44, 45, somewhere in that range. How long do you plan on Solid. having a Batman that you need him to be a 22 year old fresh out of college Younger. kid? Like <laughs> uh, that's my big issue. Yeah. I mean, and army hammer is the stature you're looking for. He's a well-known actor. I think out of all the rumored names outside of maybe Zac Efron, that's the one that brings at least some star power to the Batman character. I know there's Dylan O'Brien and I mean, stuff, but I don't know. I feel like you just want somebody who is a little more prominent than, you know, a guy who was do. in a I mean, half-ass Michael Keaton movie from last year. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what they said. They're looking for someone that has at least some type of name recognition. Like, you know, not pulling some person that this is their first big role or whatever. But I definitely agree. Like, how, how's 32 too old for this role? Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they're trying to go opposite of Ben Affleck because when they brought Ben Affleck, they're like, oh, yeah, we want to we want to order more like worn and torn Batman and uh, Bruce Wayne. And so that's why I got. Affleck for it, and now we're like, nah, opposite see, direction. We want a kid fresh out. I don't of know exactly how old Affleck is. I would assume mid forties, maybe. But the thing is, if you got a guy like Army Hammer at thirty two, and you ran him until like he was forty five or whatever, 
you can have both ends of that spectrum with <laughs> a younger Batman you and can. then a worn and torn Batman at the end. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out here. This is why I'm on a podcast and Warner Brothers is making <laughs> bad movies for a universe. Maybe we could get together uh, and help each other out here. Because yeah, I don't know. I we'll just don't. I, I just don't get it from my perspective. But it is what it is. Um. Oh well. You know what? I'm in that aim range. You know, if they're looking for some like no one, throw my you name in the ring. Bodybuilding, bro. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I'll, after they cast me, I'll put on the muscle. They're like Chris Pratt did. Like wait till you get the role, and then lose weight and put muscle on. Anyway, um, <laughs> enough about me ranting about the Batman. Um, John Krasinski is officially back to write and direct A Quiet Place 2. This is great news. We all kind of knew it was coming. Uh, it was officially announced before that he was writing it. Um, contracts are set, and he is now officially back to direct. Emily Blunt is also in negotiations to return and star in the second one, which would only make sense. So, um, this is good news. A Quiet Place 2, uh, good movie that we saw last year. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not against this. Uh, I'd like to see more stuff that Krasinski does in a directorial and writing, writing role. Um, and to see how he kind of plays off of how, um, A Quiet Place 1 ended is going to be great. Um, True. and Emily Bunt's always, always fantastic with what she does, um, uh, I can't she speak is. for Mary Boppins, but in general, she was magical. I'll just tell you that she was magical. Mary as you Poppins. said before, um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's a that's a good good bit of news, I should say. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I loved a quiet place, so I'm I'm definitely on board for the second one. I'm just curious to see if I think they're planning on it being a sequel, not like a prequel at all. Which I I feel like a prequel would work better considering the ending of the movie, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's John Krasinski, so he did a really good job writing directing this first one. So I'm assuming it'll be the least similar quality for the second one. Um, I don't know. I am not a huge fan. I I don't want to see a second movie come out and then make the second one a prequel. I don't necessarily like when, when, um, movies do that, um, sort of thing. But I mean, it, like Star Wars was a bit of a different story because you have three movies, then you come back later on to do it. But doing the first mm-hmm. movie and then coming back like two or three years later and then doing a prequel to it, it's just like, I don't know, like, why wouldn't you just start there? Now you, it feels really mixed up. Um, that's I mean, that's just my, my opinion on it, but it is what it is. Um, a bit of trailer news for you guys. Two more trailers that dropped this week of some prominence. Um, Rocket Man, we officially got, I believe, what's the official trailer for it. Um, but uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's an Elton John early years biopic. He is not dead. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter ask if Elton John was dead because this movie was being made. Uh, so <laughs> I just want to throw that's that out great. there that Elton John is not dead. Um, and He's alive. This is Don't worry. a biopic on the early years of his um stardom and, and finding his way um, starring Taron Edgerton of Robin Hood, I guess. And um, uh, the Kingsman movies. Kingsman is, I feel like that'd be more. I couldn't figure out what it was at first. And Robin Hood first came to mind because of the Razzies, which we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's set to, to come out in theaters May 31st. So that'll be a big, big summer biopic coming out. Um, and, the other one is the kid 
trailer came out, uh, directed by Vince D'Onofrio, um, starring Chris Pratt, Dane DeHaan, and Ethan Hawke. The synopsis for the movie sounds rather interesting. A young boy is forced to go on the run across the American Southwest in a desperate attempt to save his sister from his villainous uncle. Along the way, he encounters Sheriff Pat Garrett on the hunt for the infamous outlaw Billy the Kid. Rio then finds himself increasingly entwined in the lives of these two legendary figures as the cat and mouse game of Billy the Kid's final year of life plays out. Ultimately, Rio is forced to choose which type of man he is going to become, the outlaw or the man of valor, and will use this self-realization in a final act to save his family. Uh, it's coming out actually in two weeks. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I expect it to be a limited release. I don't know if it's a streaming platform movie yeah. or what, um, but getting a trailer for it two weeks out feels very weird. Um but it sounds interesting. Dane DeHaan will play Billy the Kid. Ethan Hawke is playing Pat Garrett. Chris Pat, Chris Pratt, I should say, is playing the villainous uncle that I had mentioned. Um, it it looks interesting. I don't know if this is D'Onofrio's directorial debut or if he has, he has done more, but it's the only thing I can remember that he um, has done as the director. And I believe he's also starring in the movie in, in a role. Um, so, I mean, it's a good cast, uh, short release on the trailer, but I'll definitely check it out wherever I can find it. Uh, um, yeah. and I, I, it's gotta be a limited release yeah. coming out the same weekends as Captain Marvel. To be. I, I mean, think. like we, we saw the trailer for it and we're like, oh yeah, that movie looked interesting. Wonder when it comes out. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's in two and a half weeks. There's no way this is going to be a wide release if they just now, decided to drop the trailer for it yeah uh but yeah that's uh all the news i have for you guys for the week brian do you have anything you want to share with everybody uh just one thing i saw uh i think on thursday or friday um apparently a greatest showman sequel is in the works with hugh jackman fantastic uh (laughs) which i know you never saw the movie but you hated on it anyway it was a surprisingly good movie like i mean i want to do it you know hugh jackman he's great in almost everything he does so you got to give him that uh but then it was a musical and i was like okay he can sing but it's kind of but it was actually a really good movie and you know fans loved it 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 had crazy box office legs like it was near the top of the box office for like two or three months um but yeah so i mean it's the story of pt barnum in the, the beginning of the circus but i don't understand where why they need to make a sequel. Like there wasn't like some ending that could be a sequel. It would just be well, and, telling more stories so that, of him at the circus. That's <laughs> good. Um, if you don't plan for a sequel off the bat, I don't know. I hate movies that intentionally set up for a sequel. And like I said, I, I didn't see it, but um, I enjoy when movies just kind of do a sequel. To, like if it, if it did good, but yeah, I don't understand where the premise of this gets a sequel. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was reading the article and it was like, oh yeah, you know, it made so much money, so this, it, it was such a big success. The only natural thing it felt to do was to make a sequel. Oh, I mean, I mean, instead of doing it. that, why don't you just do? Uh, I don't know. Um, do the same thing, but with like a different historical figure. I don't know. Like, like let, this movie doesn't let need a Hugh sequel. Jackman do Hamilton or something for God's sake. I don't care. Like, Oh man. But yeah, I mean, again, I didn't see that one, but I, it, a biopic esque yeah. movie like that. 
I don't really know where you go for a sequel with that. I mean, it's yeah, not I mean, a fictional character. Like it's not Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can't just keep making movies. Unless PT Barnum is going to become Wolverine. I just don't see where you're going. <laughs> then I'm here it's... for it. But like, don't <laughs> what get me wrong. a crazy like, I, twist that would be. <laughs> I will love it. Uh, like I definitely enjoyed. I know a lot of people did. I didn't enjoy the greatest showman, but I don't see any need at all for a sequel. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman. So I'll, probably go see with him being the star of it again. But I like, like the article said, they're making it because, Oh, it made so much money. So I might as well make another one. Cause people loved it. Like that's like saying like, Oh, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody just made a crap ton of money and people loved it. Most people loved it. So let's just make another one of those. Just, no. Yeah, that's it. Those are your news. That's it. Yeah, I just had the one piece. Oh, okay. Uh, um, all right. So we'll get into uh, Razzie Award winners here before we get to the Fighting With My Family review. Um, I didn't write. I have the list somewhere around here. I didn't write down which ones we had correct or which one we didn't. Brian ended up winning our predictions for oh, three. Yeah. Uh, when I was reading through the thing, I was when I was reading through the winners and stuff like that, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely won this. And then when I tallied it up, I was like, oh, <laughs> You're like shit, oh. I, shit, I didn't win. Um, but uh, Holmes and Watson won for Worst Picture. Uh, Melissa McCarthy won for Worst Actress. Donald Trump won for Worst Actor. Um, John C. Riley won for Worst Supporting Actor. Uh, Kellyanne Conway won for Worst Supporting Actress. Holmes and Watson won Worst Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel. Eaton Cohen uh, for Holmes and Watson won Worst Director. Fifty Shades Freed comes home with the Worst Screenplay, which oh, yeah. is now twice in that trilogy they have done that. Um, and Donald Trump and his self-perpetuating pettiness won Worst Screen Combo. And the Razzie Redeemer Award went to Melissa McCarthy for... Um, Winning Worst Actress here for two different movies and also having a Best Actress nomination at the Oscars tonight. So um, Brian ends up winning at four to three. We'll do an Oscars one here later on in the show. Ah, so and I found my results list. for you guys next week. I found my list and I should have had five, but for Worst Screenplay, I had Fifty Shades Free, but then scratched it out and wrote Gotti. <sighs> I'm I'm very surprised Gotti came away, came away with nothing like yeah zero percent I mean, yeah, literally like 0%. no no critic enjoyed this movie like <laughs> and it came away with nothing but um yeah I mean it is what it is Holmes and Watson won quite a bit which makes sense it was a sort of prominent it was probably the most prominent movie outside of Happy Time Murders maybe um for a lot of these awards Fifty Shades I think was only up for the one that it won um. Which, again, like I mentioned to you guys this past week, I watched, I've seen five, maybe five minutes of any of the Fifty Shades movies and was some of the worst acting and script I've ever heard. Um, and I do not understand how people like it, whether you think it's sexy or not. It was awful and made me want to gouge my eyes out. Um, moving on, let's do uh, Fighting With My Family Review. Brian, oh, I'll, let you, I'll let you take it. Uh, okay. Um, you know, fighting with my family. We saw that Thursday night. Uh, good movie, very good movie. I uh enjoyed it probably more than I thought I would. Um, uh, yeah, I'll let you go more about the what the story is since you know more details of it. But uh, Florence Pugh played uh, the same or the main character uh, by the name of Paige for most of the movie. 
Um, Hugh, or I, don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, had a few cameos here and there that made the movie pretty good. Um, the it was well written that it didn't fall into any like classic uh, cliches of stuff. Um, it was very funny. Uh, both uh, Nick, what's his last name? Frost. Nick Frost. Uh, he played the uh, the dad in the film. He had the he was hilarious throughout. I mean, he's always a very funny guy. Um, but I think the most surprising character that I enjoyed the most was Vince Vaughn's character. He was uh, like the the coach of these of these uh, people, who, of these wrestlers who are trying to get into the WWE and stuff. Trainer. <laughs> and, okay, they called him Coach too. So, um, the, yeah. Um, this is why I wanted you to first. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> they were like, they said yes, coach. No, coach. They called him coach. Okay, so I'm call, I can call him coach anyway. Okay. Throughout the training, the process, only coach I respect is Craig T. Nelson. I'll have you know that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, he, and Coach Taylor, keep going. Uh, yeah, I was about to say I forget about Coach Taylor. He had a bunch of like funny one-liners, like where somebody would say something and he would call them some stupid nickname or like just mock them it, like a lot of his his character was mocking the other people but it it was really funny uh definitely a good story good acting most of the way around um yeah a good family esque sports dramedy of sorts but no good movie i gave it an, an 80 out of 100 and it was probably yeah it's at the top of my list for the year so far i mean i've only seen seven movies this year but it's right there at the top right now. I definitely enjoyed it, and um, I recommend you go see it. Even if you're not a big wrestling fan like I am, you'll you'll enjoy the movie. Yeah, uh, I here's the thing about movies like this: movies about wrestling, movies about football, movies about baseball. I get super nitpicky with them, and I'm always a little scared. Um, so to be honest with you, even though I had good reviews, I was a little hesitant about going into this because, you know, I don't know how they're going to screw things up. Uh, overall, I thought it was a great look at the real life um, and sort of early career path that Paige, uh, now former WWE superstar, um, she is still under contract uh, doing various other things for the company. Um, but uh, it's driven by a strong performance from Florence Pugh. I have not seen her in anything else. Uh, I have not seen any of her other stuff, but I did think she was fantastic in it and I will watch more of her stuff. Um, in the future. Um, and it's kind of a charismatic and dramedy filled script from Stephen Merchant, who, uh, wrote, uh, I believe wrote and directed it. Um, which I, I've liked a few of his stuff in the past as well. So I was another reason I was kind of in on it and Dwayne Johnson being a part of it. I knew he wasn't going to screw up the wrestling world too much. Um, hopefully, um, but it does somewhat give a stripped down view of the wrestling world that kind of allows for this to work for folks like yourself, Brian, who don't watch wrestling, don't understand a lot of it. And folks like myself who love it and uh, feel like we get super nitpicky about certain things if they aren't correct. Um, so I think it does a really good job of balancing those two, two parts, which a lot of movies I think can kind of lean too far to either direction. Um, 
other than that, I, I did think the movie was really well, really good. I gave it an 85 out of a hundred. Um, it comes up with an 81.9, which I would like to call officially something, but I haven't figured it out yet. We're going to officially, we're going to get something where we can, you know, like Rotten Tomatoes says officially fresh and stuff like that. Um, we'll figure that out down mm. the line. Um, officially rolled. Nope. No, that doesn't work. Rollies was a good name for the award show, but <laughs> officially rolled just this ain't a sushi shop, bro. And we don't, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. Um, it's just stuff flowing from the top of my head and just spinning. Out. Okay. Well put a top on it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, it doesn't seem too over dramatized, which uh, I know a lot of movies like this can be. That's not to say there isn't drama in it. Um, and there are a few small details that are wrong. Um, I won't really go into it cause I'm sure not a lot of people care. Um, but, uh, and some things that were added for effect, but yeah, nothing I'm going to say here and nitpick. Um, everything seemed relatively down the line. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, Nick Frost was hilarious in this. I, Florence Pugh was incredible. And I don't want to say that Nick Frost stole the show cause not, that's the wrong wording for it. But I did, I feel like I laughed at probably like 80 to 85% of his lines. Uh, he yeah, was really yeah. funny in it. If obviously, uh, if you don't know who Nick Frost is, he's, he's done the, uh, um, several movies with, uh, Simon Pegg, the Shaun of the dead movie, um, hot fuzz. And there's several other ones, uh, the world's end and stuff, um, that he's very famous for. And he's hilarious in those two. So I was pretty excited to see that he was in it. Uh, Lena Hetty, who plays uh, Cersei Lannister, I believe, in Game of Thrones, was in it as well as mm-hmm. um, Paige's uh, mom in the movie. Um, whole family of wrestlers, essentially. Um, it, it's a good watch. I, I highly recommend it for a lot of people. And I feel like that says a lot coming from me because, like I mentioned before, like those type of movies and stuff like that can I can definitely always feel that it they're missing the mark on something. Uh, it's very easy for them to do so. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. The first movie we've given over an 80 combo score so far yes, this year. Finally. So, uh, that is a good sign that we're headed in the right direction. Um, yes. it is number one on, I believe both of our lists so far, uh, for yep. two more weeks until Captain Marvel comes out. Until <laughs> Captain Marvel, it'll probably but, those definitely be on top. It's hard to think that it won't, but, uh, we'll end up soon. Uh, as it goes down, go and check it out. I think it is theater worthy. Um, you know, go with friends, go with family. It's a good family movie. Um, (laughs) it's weird too. Like I enjoyed, it's kind of like with the family, they're kind of pegged as like the outcasts that are obsessed with wrestling. Uh, but it's like a, it's a funny weird. I mean, it just, yeah, it is funny. Um, and a lot of the family stuff is right. Um, uh, at least close to right. I mean, it, it is about as accurate as you're going to get, I guess, in a biopic, because uh, you're probably never going to find a biopic that is straight down the line exactly. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. Um, I mentioned to somebody before, if you're looking at it from a biopic standpoint, I'd put it between First Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, in the middle between those two. Because it doesn't mess around with everything like Bohemian Rhapsody does. That's t- it's a good movie, but that movie is a movie that I feel like I keep knocking down a peg every time I see it's winning it's awards. It's not a best picture worthy movie. Uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, I'll save that for later. We'll save that actually for now because we're about to get into our Oscar yeah. breakdown. For okay. 
All right, folks. So we picked out, uh, or I picked out while uh, Brian was at um, Jesus Con Ju- Jubilee. That's what it's, it is. There uh, you go, Jubilee. Uh, <laughs> not not Jesus. I'm Con, sorry. It's just Jesus Con just resonates a little more with me. Like it makes more sense. Like Jubilee doesn't sound. It just sounds like a look. Jubilee if, sounds if like a fun fest for like kids. That's why it doesn't resonate with me. That that's well, it it was a big conference of college young adult students out in Pittsburgh. It was like 4,000 or so people. It was a blast. Lots of fun. It looked like fun. Maybe, maybe it's very, very jubilant. Yeah. It looked like fun. Maybe next year you'll invite me. Um, Hold up. <laughs> I did invite you this year. Don't say, I know the past two years I gone, I didn't, but this year I did. And then you just didn't. So don't, don't try and pull. Honestly, that. if it wasn't in Pittsburgh, I'd probably go. I hate Pittsburgh. Um, so anyway, Oscar breakdown here. Uh, I'll run through the awards that we're going to go through here with predictions. We have actor and actress in a lead role. We have actor and actress in a supporting role. Best animated feature film. Best cinematography. Um, best directing. Best adapted and original screenplays. And then best picture. So picked out I sort of the the top 10 that I could find. Uh, there were a few more I was going to throw in there, but uh, a lot of them I felt like were probably shoe ins and I didn't want to include them. Yeah. I think the biggest one I didn't include that that's a, has a wide variety is probably best visual effects, which could go many different ways. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll get into it starting, uh, somewhat in alphabetic order. I did this, uh, actor in a lead role. The nominees this year are Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At, At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Um, Brian, what are you thinking on this one? Well, of these five, the only one I didn't see was Willem Dafoe's At Eternity's Gate, so I don't really know how he did in that, so I can't judge on that. Um, the rest of them were all very good. They had great performances. They all definitely deserve these nominations. Uh, but just last week, we re- rewatched uh, Star is Born, and that really made me like, I loved it even more. Uh, I really want Bradley Cooper to win this. I don't think he will. I think it's going to come down to uh, Christian Bale, Rami Malek. And uh, annoyingly, I think Rami Malek is going to win, even though I, as we just discussed, the more we talk about Bohemian Rhapsody, the less I like it. But uh, I think uh, Ray and Malik's going to go away with this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have Rami as well here for Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, he's winning a, the award at most shows. Uh, I do hesitate because, like I mentioned before, I mean, there's the whole Brian Singer thing and, and Malik saying that, you know, he didn't know about it and stuff like this that I think maybe could have led to a late run from Christian Bale, who I think is number two. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got to go with Rami Malek on this. I just, I don't know. He's got too much momentum behind him. And I feel like vice vice didn't get a whole lot of momentum behind it after it released. Uh, I think it fell a little bit, um, in terms of, I think there was Mm -hmm. a lot of expectation behind it that it didn't live up to, um, necessarily. I know that's sort of the way I felt. I still scored it pretty high. I believe I gave it an 85, but I was expecting it to be in that 90 to 95 range um, all year long. While Bohemian Rhapsody, as as much as we don't like it, how or at least don't like how much it's being talked about, he was the highlight of that movie. He was very good in that role. I won't put that against him. 
Um, and, and that movie just continues to have momentum behind it, whether it's good press or bad press. I mean, it just is what it is. Uh, so it's being talked about and that's all that really matters. I yeah. Guess, so that's what I'm going to go with. Um, and in actor in a supporting role, this one feels sort of like a runaway with, uh, Mahershala Ali for green book. Um, also nominated is Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Uh, Mahershala, like I said, feels like a shoe-in, and that's what I'm going to go with. I know Richard E. Grant has um, upset Ali at a few of the award shows leading up to this, um, but I still feel like... I don't know. He's, he's a prominent actor. He's still in the news with true detective going on right now. Um, I think it's enough to propel him to, to win that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I think, yeah, a majority of the awards won so far, if or Ali, Richard e. Grant's won a, a few, um, I think a dark horse in this race would be Sam Elliott just because of how long a career he's had. And I don't think he's won an Oscar before or an Academy award. But um, I agree with you. I think Mahershala Ali is going to win this, and it would be my pick, too. I very much enjoyed Green, Green Book, and I thought he did a great job, so I think he definitely deserves it. All righty. Um, for actress in a leading role, we have Yelitsa Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um. In this one, I'm going to go with Glenn Close. I, as I don't think it's nearly as close. Um, Ooh, yeah, I had, I had I had to do it to him. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, Olivia Coleman has stole this award in a few different awards, um, kind of like Richard E. Grant has. But I, to be honest with you, until these awards got like even got announced, I had no idea what the wife is, and I still don't. Um, but, uh, she's winning a lot of things. I've seen a lot of projections and stuff leaning her way. So I gotta lean that way as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, of these five nominations, the only movie I saw was, uh, stars born with lady Gaga there in the lead. Um, and so while I would love for her to win, I mean, she did a, a great job. It was basically her first big breakout into movies. Um, it's like a uh, Glenn Close has won basically every single major award for it, even though, like you said, I have no idea what the wife is. I probably will never see the wife. This is probably the only major award that it'll win, but it's it's probably a good shoe in that Glenn Close will win it. So, alrighty, uh, for actress in a supporting role, we have Amy Adams for Vice, Marina de Tavira for Roma. Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weiss for The Favorite as well. Um, what are you thinking on this one there, Brian? Um, it was funny. Before we kind of got into the major awards, a lot of people thought that it was going to be split between Emma Stone and uh, Rachel Weiss, uh, both for The Favorite. But then Regina King has won a majority of these awards, you know, a, a few times in there. Maybe uh, Rachel Weisz is one or Emma Stone is one, but I, I think Regina King has run away with it, and I think of all these major awards, this one's probably the biggest shoe in that Regina King will win. All right, um, this one I actually I don't want to continue agreeing with you, so this one I'm going to break apart. I'm going to go with Amy Adams here. Good, go for it for the upset. 
Here's my reasoning, uh, and I was reading about this earlier. This is her sixth nomination for this uh, for an award at the Academy. Here's the thing: she's now got more nominations before Victory than Leo did, um, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like this is one of those ones where the Academy could look at it and say, you know, she's nominated like every year. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with the way that the Academy does it, but uh, with a lot of their voting, but this is one I definitely think we could see where they might give the award essentially to Amy Adams because she is nominated frequently. She hasn't won yet. They feel it's uh, one of those uh, it's due um, for her type scenario. So I'm going to break apart and go with that, uh, go with Amy Adams there. Plus she was great in vice as, as, uh, Lynn Cheney. So, um, yeah, yeah I'll fair. break apart there. Um, but I do, I think you'll win, uh, win that, but I just, I don't know. Uh, just a hunch. Um, animated best animated feature film. We have Incredibles two, Isle of dogs, Mariah, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Keep this short. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a shoo-in for this. Nothing else I really have to oh, say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, sort of Highway Robbery. It wasn't even nope. nominated for Best Picture, but whatever. Um, yeah, I'm on you. Same page there, so I'm definitely Spider-Man and Spider-Verse will win this. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on, we have cinematography. Um, the nominees for this is Lucas Zal for Cold War, Robbie Ryan for The Favorite, Caleb Deschanel for Never Look Away, Alfonso Cron for Roma, and Matthew Lebatique for A Star is Born. Uh, I'm going to go Cron for this one. Um, but I don't know. Uh, part of me thinks that A Star is Born might win this, but. I don't know. I just feel like Roma. They're one of the biggest talking points about Roma is how visually appealing it is to the eyes. So I, I got. I'm going to go Quran, and 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 I think he's going to. I think they said if he wins this, he'll be the first person to ever win cinematography award for a movie he also directed. So that's quite the accomplishment accomplishment for him. Um, although I really want to vote for Stars Born, but that's I'll, I'll settle on that. All right. Um, I think uh, so. I've heard a lot of. I don't. I haven't seen a Cold War. Um, I heard a lot of people love the cinematography of that movie, and it was great. But that movie is also filmed in black and white, as is Roma. So I think if people are going to decide between a black and white film, both foreign, they're going to lean more towards Roma. Awesome. Both both foreign films, both filmed in black and white. So I think Roma has the advantage there. But I'm going to go with A Star is Born anyway, because after watching it uh, again this past week and kind of, you know, the second second watch through, you can kind of pay more attention to the background stuff and the details. And just, this was filmed really well. Some of the shots were it's, it's just fascinating, interesting. And so and I, we both love the movie. So I'm going to go outside from probably the favorite and um, go for Matthew Lebedic yeah, for A Star is Born. <laughs> well, that is, it wouldn't be the podcast if you didn't butcher names. Um, yep. <laughs> well, the Oscars red carpet is now officially on, so I apologize if I blurt out some random stuff here as we continue here with the final four categories we have. Next, we have Best Director. Um, in this category, we have Spike Lee for Black Klansman, 
Powell Palakowski for Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Alfonso Cron for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. I'll send it over to you, Brian. Um, the, what was I going to say? Oh, Alfonso Cuaron is the favorite for this one. He's won, I think, almost every other major uh, award for directing. But um, I think Spike Lee is going to be kind of an underdog and sweep in and take this from him. Um, he's been nominated. This is his uh, fifth Oscar nomination, um, but hasn't won. Uh, in general. So I think there's, it's kind of similar to what you're saying with Amy Adams. Um, he will, he'll, he'll get this. He, yeah. So sorry, kind of rambling there, but yeah, Spike Lee. My choice. Uh, I'm sorry. They, so Aquafina is on the TV right now. Um, and the bottom thing under her says star co-starred in crazy rich Asians. And then like went to the next side and it just said also as a rapper. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, this one's tough. Uh, you said Spike Lee. Yeah. Oh man, you made it tough for me on this one. Ah, shit. Um, <laughs> Quran's the heavy favorite, and as I mentioned to you before the podcast started, a lot of heavy bets coming down on Lanthimos, who was plus three thousand to one, which is astronomical odds. He was like fifth or sixth in the, or fourth or fifth uh, for best director coming in. So there's a lot of talk that maybe he steals it. Um, I'm going to stick with Quran for this one. I don't, I'm not going to believe the betting world on this. And I mean, he's winning the award hand over fist on every single award show. Um, it has for a long time felt like this was a shoe in, but I do think it has opened up because I do like your spike Lee pick because I do think that there is, the potential that um, some people will lean that way. Uh, Black Klansman was a fantastic film, um, but uh, we'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, I'll, I'm going to go Quran on this one. I'm not going to believe the betting, which we'll probably both end up being wrong, but whatever. But um, it is what oh, it well. is. Um, we'll move on to best adapted screenplay. The nominees for this are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm going Black Klansman on this one because I do think the script um, and screenplay for that were really beneficial to how the movie ended up playing out. Um, not to say the other ones weren't. Um, I did actually watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs this past week, uh, and it was a good movie, but I don't necessarily think the script was as good, um, as Black Klansman or A Star is Born. So I'm going to lean that way for that one. That's a good pick there. Um, I, I think, I mean, I've only seen two of these. I know you saw three of them, but, um, I'm going to go with uh, the, I feel like it could be an underdog. Uh, if Bill Street could talk, I don't really know. But um, I mean, that, I, that for what yeah. I have seen, I will say that has been a close, um, a close one. This is not one that I don't think is a runaway. But again, I don't nah. read a whole lot about the screenplay ones. So this is, we're diving a little bit deeper into the bag here on our knowledge of yeah. things. So, uh, yeah, I've heard it was a very good ad- adaptation of the book. Um, it is something that, uh, I 
would like to. It's on. It was on my watch list when it came out, but it never really showed around here. It's something that may I'll rent once it comes to Redbox, or at some point I'll get around to watching it. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I've I've seen a lot on Twitter that people love this, and it didn't get enough love for the nominations that it should have. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Bill Street could talk to this. All righty. And now we'll move on to best original screenplay. The nominees are the favorite first reformed green book, Roma and vice. Um, and I'll let you take this one as well then. All right. Um, I saw, oh, I saw half these movies. Uh, first off, first reformed, this is a strange movie. Like I rented it back in November or whatever, because it was getting a lot of buzz. I get like the script was different and I don't know. Maybe you need a intellectual artsy mind to understand the script, but it, (laughs) it was weird. I mean, just through and through, I don't don't know if there was a lot of, uh, you know, stuff, not really meaning what it's supposed to mean. And you got a second, in depth, whatever I forget what the word I'm trying to think of, but whatever. Um, I think though the the favorite one for this one, I, I it's not the it's not the favorite to win, but I think it will win because it was I think it was tied with the Roma for the most nominations or had the second most nominations overall. Um, and a lot of people loved it. Yorgos Lanthimos is a very weird guy and his writing and his directing but also has a very love a lot of fans love him um and he has a very cult-like following almost um not that it has anything to do with the academy voting but i'm gonna go with the favorite as the favorite for this okay yeah i mean i agree with you on this one um i'm gonna go with the favorite i think uh here's my th- part of me sort of thought first reformed because it there was a lot of backlash that it got snubbed for a lot of other awards. Ethan Hawke, uh, most notably in the best actor category. Um, whether you agree or not, good. I mean, I'm great. just saying what a majority of people I've seen have, have said, and considering it doesn't have a lot of nominations, I thought this might be one where, you know, they try and sneak it in. Um, especially with Roma, probably sweeping a lot of things. Vice will win some, some other categories that it's nominated for uh green book is in hot water uh they'll give probably like we said marshall Ali will probably win and that might be the end of that for that movie um but i'm gonna go with the favorite on this it's gotten such praise and i'm actually ticked um i wanted to watch that this past weekend um and i went to go look and see if it was rentable I was able to buy it on Amazon Prime Video if I wanted to for $15, but it is not available to rent until March 8th, which ticked me off because I didn't really want to spend the $14 to purchase it, um, to watch it. Um, I have heard, I haven't seen it yet. I'm very interested to watch it with all the nominations. So when it does, I will check it out. My friend Jeff told me that was fantastic movie. So, um, I'll get around to it, but I do think it'll end up winning screenplay. It is probably going to take home. Uh, it's going to end up with one or two awards and this will be one of them. Uh, I think, um, and let's get into the finale here. Uh, best picture. The nominees are black Panther, black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, the favorite green book, Roma, a star is born and vice. This is a category and I'm going to send it over to you to pick first, Brian, but, before that, I will say this is a category that, uh, I mean, Roma is the favorite, but there is a, 
it is a mixed bag. There, this could go a lot of different ways. I don't think there's a runaway, and I don't think there's yeah. a runaway even like two or three. I think you're looking at almost an entire field of of contenders here. Yeah. Um, we were discussing before we were recording that of these eight nominations, all of them except Vice uh, has won uh, the Best Picture award in the other major awards like they've all been split amongst them the different award ceremonies except for vice um freaking hate that bohemian rhapsody is up here and that it's actually including won a multiple golden awards. <laughs> i know we're trying trying not to get into this but it's look rami malik does a great job playing freddie mercury though you know it's not really his own singing throughout it uh, which is one reason why Star is Born should be above that, because that's original scene from both Cooper and Lady Gaga. Um, but freaking, it's winning awards, and it's like a fan favorite, which just, uh, aside from Rami Malek, it's just, it's a good movie. It's not a great, best picture-worthy movie. And I'm... Brian. Like you said, seeing all this freaking stuff on social media has just made me like it even less. Brian, Brian, I asked you to what, pick your you best picture winner, not not why you hate Bohemian Rhapsody. I know, I know, I, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm getting there. Okay, like you said, I do think uh, Roma is the favorite to win this one, but I'm gonna go with Black Panther for this one. Not just because I love Marvel so much, but it did win. It it did win uh, the Screen Actors Guild Award for best feature uh, film, which a lot of the members of the Screen Actors Guild are also in the Academy. And I just, this is a stupid thing. It probably has nothing to do with it. But any any single commercial I've seen on TV for uh, for the Oscars has had like the Black Panther soundtrack music in the background, like. And I guess I get it. It's hype music. So trying to help you up from your, but it's, I don't know. It's like uh Hey, secretly like, Hey, this is going to win. We're trying to let you know early. So that's a little, uh, I don't know. It's a little code or something. So I'm here. I'm here for black Panther to win. Okay. You're reaching, you're reaching pretty far in the back there, <sighs> but look, Just you I'm wait not and see. saying it won't Just win. I'm wait. saying that your reasoning behind it was reaching pretty far into the bag. All right. So yeah, black Panther, um, I feel like you. I feel like it definitely could win. I, I like its odds a little more than 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 Vegas does, but it is what it is. Uh, Black Klansman's gotten a lot of steam over the past few weeks. Um, a lot of stuff I've seen mentioned that it, it's a dark horse here. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody obviously won the Golden Globe, but at the same time all the Brian Singer stuff I think is going to eliminate that from the competition here for best picture the favorite is probably the second favorite in this category maybe um I don't know if that'll get a lot of number 1 picks I think it'll get a lot of you know 2 through 4 or something like that green book I think is pretty much eliminated from competition with a lot of the stuff surrounding that movie lately um, has really cooled the steam on that. We have Romo, which I mean, we've talked about it at length. We haven't seen it. I thought about watching it, but I don't know. I don't do foreign films. I'm not, I'm sorry. It's just, I'll watch it someday cause it's on Netflix, but it's something I feel like I'm going to have to be in the mood for a star is born. Uh, we all know my take on that movie and vice, uh, which is a very good movie, but I would put it at the bottom of the pack. Um, 
as a whole. <sighs> Screw it. Roma is going to win this. Uh, I I'm, feel pretty confident in it. But screw it. I, I'm no, I'm okay, screw uh, it. I'm picking a star is born because somebody has to put their yes. foot down and get some steam behind this movie that's already been voted for while I'm screaming about it and it's not gonna win. But the fact <laughs> that it's not gonna take home any of the major awards and it's probably gonna take home it's gonna take home it's one ridiculous. award probably and it's for best song, which was an amazing song, but still we're both gonna be we're both both gonna take ah. a stand on this one and be wrong. For the sake of it, because um, I'm sure Rome is a great movie, but it doesn't need to take. It's not a movie, probably not a movie, I should say, that should take home a dozen awards. Just my opinion. Um, so I'll take a stand and go with The Star is Born, which isn't going to win, but whatever. Um, anyway, that's the episode, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I like it. We'll uh, be back next week with a review for Alita Battle Angel, uh, as well as our reviews on this and i think next week after this um oscars tonight we're gonna do a best of best picture winners uh i don't know the official way we're gonna do it but we'll do something, something like that for next week's yeah. episode as well as alita like i mentioned um and we'll see what else maybe comes out um netflix wise i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try and yes, watch high flying bird which you watched um, a few weeks um, ago that came out on netflix that, we will do that i watched that think like a week or two ago um just waiting on brian to do a review of that um outside of that yeah that's um, my goal for and i think week, i might so. check out that paddleton movie that just came out um i'll get around to that as well with uh mark duplass and what, no paddleton the bear uh brain romano and mark duplass it just came out on netflix um it's got pretty good uh stuff yeah. pretty good um ratings and stuff like that so i'll probably get around to that as well as i'm trying to hit as many netflix movies to get, to get my numbers up for this year yeah i mean they're probably gonna take not? home best picture for our movie this year i mean it's they've got everything it's not all crappy movies like bright and stuff um anymore uh well and polar but that doesn't count uh <laughs> um anyway <laughs> yeah we'll be back next week everybody um I'm getting ready to enjoy the Oscars here. Uh, everyone looks very beautiful on the red Let's carpet go. and I'm jealous. Uh, anyway, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you guys next week.
said, don't give up, it's a little complicated, all tied up, no more love, and I'd hate to see you waiting, they say it's all been done, but they haven't seen the best of me, so I got one more round, and it's gonna be a sight to say, have to have high, high hopes for a living, shooting for the stars when I couldn't make a killing, Damn.